Welcome to Markets Now. I'm Michelle Rook with Mark Schultz, North Star Commodity. We're seeing mostly lower prices as we move through the mid-session, with the exception of soybeans, and that's a good place to start. Uh, we had a big sell-off yesterday, Mark, and some of that tied to a change in South American weather. So is today just a little dead cap bounce, you think? Well, yeah, I would say we get a little bit of a bounce. Um, I would like to have seen some export demand pick up with that market dropping 20 to 25 cents a bushel yesterday. Uh, we didn't get anything in the daily uh, sale, soybean sales announcement of 100,000 uh, uh, tons or more. Uh, didn't happen. Uh, that's probably the most disappointing thing so far. It doesn't mean we didn't have some. We just was, were no announcements of it. The weather is uh, definitely, for the first time, we've seen weekend weather's uh, rainfall in Brazil turn out to be every bit as good as what was forecasted, and there's still more rain in the forecast as you move forward. So January, historically, is your wettest month. Now, we're already started some soybean harvest in Brazil, uh, one, two, maybe 3% harvested in Mato Grosso. The yields are reported to be rather disappointing. And I would guess whatever is going to be harvested, at least in the next two weeks, three weeks, probably has already seen its damage done. It might get a little bit better, but it will be below what it was a year ago. After that, that becomes the wild card uh, in here as you move forward. So to me, the moisture has definitely come back in at a time that is going to be beneficial for about 50 percent, maybe more of the crop in, Brazil, in central and northern Brazil. Your southern Brazil has been fine. It has moisture. But it has going to start to get just a little bit drier in the same of a few pockets in Argentina, maybe getting just a little bit drier than they would like to see at the present time uh, for right now. So maybe, but I think enough to the downside that maybe stops the bleeding, but it's the function of does it rally high enough to where it is feasible? And I don't see that at the present time. So, Mark, do you think that the lowest Brazilian production estimate is already factored into the market or do we have more downside to go on that crop? And how much would we have to drop below 150 to get a rally in this market? Yeah, I've been saying for quite some time that the losses in Brazil have to be a minimum 10 to 15 million metric tons in order to move the market higher uh, than what we had. And that's back when it was at $13 a bushel. I would say we're probably navigating down somewhere the trade someplace in that 152 to 154 uh, might be, and that's still not enough uh, in my view. But you know, it probably wouldn't take a lot worse or another trend pattern of uh, shift in the weather to maybe get us back down into that 150 or lower. And if I and if I did that, I think you'd also have to have a combination that. USDA report, which comes out next week, shows lower production in the soybean crop in this country. Uh, if we got that combination of those two, then I would say we probably got a chance to move the market higher. But if we don't, um, do we have a lot more downside risk? The funds are actually now short in this market, aren't they? Uh, they're moving themselves down to, to even, let's call it basically okay. uh, flat um, uh, at this juncture. Uh, I would guess you're going to have, if you look at the chart, you're going to be on a continuation chart on a weekly. You're going to be somewhere around 1250, 1255 a bushel is going to be your support level in here. And short term, I would say 1330 to 1335 is going to be your resistance level. So you break one of those two and then you'll probably get another you know, trend direction from there. If you start going below 1250, we got problems. And if you get back above 1335, and maybe it got some better hope for you in the market for the short term. Yeah. 
Uh, corn market, let's talk about that. New contract lows again here today. We're down for the fifth straight day. Funds are already short in that market. So how much more downside risk is there there? Well, I was hoping with the short position that the funds were carrying that we would have limited downside uh, momentum here on the corn. And that just has not come to fruition. We have still struggled. We poke into new contract lows on the daily uh, contracts. Uh, not what you want to see happen there. I think you still have in this country, farmers are still holding a rather sizable amount of corn, hoping for something to move higher. I've still been a strong advocate that corn is, the story on the corn is not right up front. The story on the corn would have to be the Sofinia corn crop uh, in Brazil. And that's where you have to have the wet season in Brazil come to an end early. And that you really won't know until you get into the April, May time period. But the bottom line is that corn crop has to come up short of expectations. The wet season has to end early. And that is where you then likely get more of a move on the corn market in the big picture. Yeah. And the wheat market is set back here as well. But how much of that is the higher dollar versus just the fact that we're still not that competitive or demand hasn't really picked up? Your demand has not picked up. We had a little bit of a surge there where China stepped in on a, a one week, two week period on a buying spree. That's over with and that's come to a screeching halt. And here we sit uh, on this market. So, you know, you look at the U.S. wheat crop. I was talking to a couple of the customers down here. The winter wheat looks really good as far as the uh, hard red wheat is concerned. Uh, they've been having more moisture than that they've been typically get in the month of December. So they're sitting well, a lot of good growth on the wheat. Uh, it has, in fact, some of it still hasn't even gone dormant, been sitting a little warmer. I doubt that you're going to get any winter kill. You'd have to get some brutally cold. Obviously, we do have a temperature that is going to decline uh, supposedly in the 10 to 15 day outlook. But you're going to have to have some significant crop uh, drop in temperature in order to do some problems with the wheat crop. And uh, the demand is just not there at the present time. And the dollar going back up, which last Friday when we closed below the previous two month low, I thought maybe we got something to hopefully trend the dollar a little bit lower and maybe to set a direction that it goes down. It has not happened. We're already about 120, 130 points higher on the index just since Friday's uh, close. So not what you wanted to see there in order to pick up more demand. And the wheat desperately needs a demand to pick up, just not in the cards right now. But you think overall, it's not going to be demand that could solve the problems that we have in any of these grain markets or change the trend. It's got to be a supply shock. Yep. I have been in that camp and I'm probably going to continue to be in that camp. And it doesn't matter whether it's the grains or whether it's the uh, livestock markets as well. I think you have to have shortfalls in the crops. And this is what happens when you have a currency that is uh, staying relatively strong and one of the stronger ones in the world. Uh, you're just not going to be into the uh, driver's seat of demand-driven market. What we're living and dying off of right now in commodities in this country is weather problems uh, in here. And it's a that's just a bad combination to try to trade uh, because there you have to create these shortfalls of the crop. And we were building on that in Brazil. Uh, now you've got away from it and probably maybe needed to go another week to two weeks longer. Keep in mind, Brazil stretches out their bean planting over a, a pretty good time period here, a two and three month time period before they get the crop all in. And uh, so it's not like it is in the US where it can be done in two weeks. Uh, the, the problem gets, stretches out a lot longer. So you have to have 
crop problem issues longer than you think. Yeah. Cattle market had a nice update yesterday. So are we just seeing some profit taking because we've maybe run up into some chart resistance or is this market reacting to this big drop in the box beef values? I think you're seeing the drop in the box beef values, which is coming back to hurt us just a little bit on that for sustaining a market that's going to move higher. Um, you know, I was still hoping we could get back up at about 174 on the February cattle, at which time I probably think that might be for the short term, a little bit of a run on up. Keep in mind, the cash has been doing quite well here yet. Uh, cash was traded last week, 171 to 173. So we're fine. That pulled the futures on up for yesterday because they were trading at such a sharp discount. When I saw the cutout finishing just over $5 lower yesterday, that really... Uh, uh, hurt here for the short term. So uh, that puts the packer margins back down in about $70 per head in the red. And we'll see if the cash can uh, firm on up. But even if it does, my guess is it won't have a sustained ability to stay until we start seeing some better cutout uh, prices start to firm back up. Yeah. And Hogs, boy, that market looks pretty tough here. New contract lows again, and the cash market just cannot catch. No, it can't catch uh, a falling knife in the cash right now. And the discrepancy between the cash market, what's being paid for guys with cash contracts versus the guy who is in the poor cutout contract, it's absolutely astonishing that of the difference that's being paid uh, in here. Uh, we've done well with our pork export business here in the last three to four weeks. Um, your pork is still relatively cheap of all the meats that are there. Uh, so one would like to think you'd get some more business, but we simply have too many pigs coming to market. Uh, packers can't handle all the pigs that they have. The weights are starting to creep higher. The guys, customers of mine, just if they want to have 15 or 20 loads a week or cutting back, being cut back by four or five loads a week less. Uh, and that just pushes it back a little bit further. Uh, in here. And I think a lot of it still has to do, we just don't have enough kill capacity and we don't have enough workers in the kill capacity industry for the meat market. Yeah. And it doesn't look like any of that is going to change anytime soon. All right. It doesn't look like it's going to change. You know, low prices eventually get going, but here too, I mean, in the hog sector, you've got a reduction in the number of sows. Uh, we're going to cut back on sows, but then right. pigs per litter come right back on up and they go to record highs. So we don't gain any ground. It's kind of like the dairy business, the same thing. We cut back on some milk cows, but milk production increases. So just like in the grains, you have to have shortfalls in production. And right now you look at the of the winter weather here and it's been ideal. I mean, I get guys with hogs moving to market a week to 10, 15 days sooner than they normally are supposed to. And the same is true with the cattle. Two, three weeks uh, I had a schedule for what they're on the weight gain. So it's been a wide open winter. Now, maybe the cold weather gives us a little bit of a shock in here, but uh, that'll be more for cattle. It won't be much for hog, for the hog market though. Yeah, and the weights certainly do reflect that. All right, thanks for joining us. Mark Schultz, it's North Star Commodity. That is Markets Now.